in life for free But you can give them to the birds and bees I want money You are listening to The Boom Closet, where we go deep with the biggest NFT collectors in the game. It's time to quit paper handing all your blue plays and learn the insights and strategies of the diamond hand holders. And for all the artists, new and old, this is the place to hear what the big buyers are really looking for and the red flags they are aiming to avoid. My name is Mofo, a longtime crypto investor, NFT collector, and the founder of the Gotham Apes Project. With me is my co-host, the legendary artist and mastermind behind the Phantom Punks, O.G. Sarge. Yo, 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 what's up? Um, what's up, buddy? Today we have the, uh, the old cranky crypto geezer himself, old man Mikey. Welcome to the show. What's up, Mikey? Did <gasps> <gasps> <Just> you <laughs> hear me? That's exactly what I thought you would say. <laughs> Amazing. How you doing? Dave? I don't think I can keep that up very long. <laughs> get some water. Yeah, you gotta gotta get a drink. Get that down. Oh my gosh. Yeah, very good, very good. I'm I'm uh, honored to be brought on and and to talk to you guys today. Wonderful. Well, hey, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your NFT journey. And while you do that, I'm going to launch our first giveaway. Sure. Uh, all you need to do to win is like, retweet, and tag a friend on my pinned Twitter profile. I will run a Twitter picker in about 10 minutes, and I will announce what the giveaway is uh, when we do it. Uh, we got some great NFT giveaways. Both Sarge and I are going to be doing some things. And uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background and tell us about your NFT journey. Sure. So um, I'm going to try to do this without answering too many of the questions that I know are coming up in a little bit. But uh, so I go by Old Man Mikey. Uh, the, the story behind that really is, uh, yeah, I've got a Discord group that's, you know, 10 or 12 guys that have been doing this together for a little while. And, and I was the oldest of the group. So, so that meant I was the old man and, and I kind of took on that persona and, and just ran with it. It seems to play pretty well. People enjoy it. So, um, so that's kind of where that came from. Um, I started in crypto in 2017. Uh, same journey that a lot of people probably have had. Uh, saw an advertisement on Facebook for a coin that was going to be the next Bitcoin. Um, I was like, oh, okay, well, if it's going to be the next Bitcoin, I may look into this. And I threw $100 at a coin. It's called PlexCoin. And the only place you could trade it was Cryptopia. So those are two big issues right there. <laughs> um, so that crashed and burned. But in the meantime, I found some other things to do. Um, I found the Steam social networking platform and did some blogging there, uh, enjoyed writing a little bit and just started exploring and diving there. Got into NFTs with CryptoKitties. If you were around in 2017, you had to own a CryptoKitty and uh, played around with some other things. I remember those. Yeah, <laughs> they're still in my wallet, unfortunately. Um, and just been playing around since then with, with different things that uh, some have done well, some have done horribly, and, and I just keep trying to play the game. 
Well, that's great, man. Thank you for joining us. Um, you obviously, our goal here at the Broom Closet is to you know, drop alpha uh, and give the strategies and insights of the collectors. Uh, we find that uh, that is you know, a valuable resource to not only collectors, new and old, who are getting into the space, who may be you know, looking for tips and advice from you know, more seasoned veterans, such as yourself, um, but also the artists who oftentimes don't know where to start. Um, you know, art is a skill and you're know, running an NFT project is a skill as well. And so, you know, in this spaces uh, and also available as a podcast, uh, we'll talk about some of these things. So artists out there, uh, listen up collectors, hopefully you'll get some, uh, some interesting insights and strategies from old man, Mikey. Uh, I'm pretty sure you will. And uh, let's kind of, uh, let's kick this thing off. Uh, you know, the first thing we always ask people, and I, you know, I find it pretty interesting because you get a range of answers, is really like, what do your family and friends think about NFTs? Are they supportive? Are they dismissive? You know, how does that come up, uh, you know, in your real life? So NFTs are pretty much being dismissed uh, amongst my real life people at this point. Um, they don't understand for the most part, they don't understand crypto, let alone JPEGs that are traded for crypto. Um, yeah, I have I have one friend that uh, is into crypto, isn't into NFTs. Um, he's a bigger player than I am. He's got more stuff than than God. Uh, <laughs> but but outside of that little circle, I think there's still a a, a mystique around just getting into the space that people aren't quite ready to embrace. Um, one of the things that I, I am involved in that I, I invested in is a, an animation company called Pencilish. Uh, and they are, they, they are headlined by a, a former Disney animator. And part of their thing is to make their intellectual property in NFTs. And that was what drew me into it. And I'm in their, their chat uh, on Facebook because that's how they communicate and uh, one of the gifts was an NFT. If you invested at a certain level, you got an NFT. And probably 75% of those people have no idea how to claim it, what to do with it, any of that. So we are so early. It's not even funny. That's kind of what I was going to say. Like, you know, from, from uh, when you, what you just said, as well as you know, what we hear a lot of, uh, the sense of it is we are all early. Uh, we're very early. Uh, mass adoption is not even close. It's happening, um, and it's going to take time, as as it always does. But um, but it's a good place to be to be early. Uh, yeah, I enjoy uh, I enjoy the fact that uh, you know a lot of my own friends and family are kind of like, what JPEGs for sale? You're making them, you're selling them. Like I don't get it. Um, and there's you know lots of ways to try to get people into the ecosystem. Um, oftentimes, I mean, I, I can't even tell you, uh, there's been a ton of times where I've just, you know, airdropped, uh, you know, friends of the, Hey, here's how you set up a MetaMask wallet. Here's how you connect to Phantom. Here's how you connect to, you know, so-and-so and you just drop them an NFT and you know, maybe they never look at it again. Uh, but maybe they do, maybe they get, uh, they get the bug like, like all of us have. And I gotta say, this is, you know, one of the you know, funnest spaces that I've ever worked in, you know, albeit challenging with the market, the way it is today. I think, uh, let me just throw something out. I just, um, I think there'll be a bigger adoption of interest in the art side of NFTs. You know, I'm not talking about utility or, or gamify or any of that. Just, you know, just the aesthetics of a piece of art. 
is when uh, we will be able to, you know, go into a bar, go into an art gallery, and there'll be NFTs displayed on the wall. Uh, you know, my, my wife, uh, as an example, still to this day is buying physical art from, you know, online art stores. And uh, we got this little Casper looking at a rose uh, recently, which would be an awesome NFT, but the artist doesn't even make NFTs, but he's still selling, you know, the physical art that, you know, and she switches the art on the walls often. So I think uh, hopefully, you know, these virtual art galleries that are popping up, I know Funeral is, is working on one that's going to be pretty cool for Phantom. Uh, there definitely are some other projects as well. Uh, you know, Sloptopia is going to have his um, condos where art's going to be displayed on the walls there. So we'll be able to see these, uh, you know, virtually. But, um, you know, until we could walk into, a, like I said, a restaurant or a bar or gallery and there's, you know, LCD screens up with, you know, NFTs rotating, I think people will be uh, more in tune to that kind of uh, stimulus. And then maybe that will help with adoption right i think that's true totally agree uh, the other the other big thing i think is music um once we get the musicians on board and say you can release a song and only let ten thousand people own that song so in order to get your song somebody who listens to it and hears it on the radio has to go out and buy a copy from somebody else and you get a percentage of that every time because it's hard-coded in the contract I, I think that's going to be a massive adoption curve too, because people are going to come for the music, but then they're going to see the art. Yeah. It's like, you know, trying to figure out how to merge the two worlds together in these early stages will make it more of a mainstream uh, medium for sure. I agree. I, I totally agree. And real quick, I've noticed we've got a bunch of new uh, listeners. We are running a giveaway right now. Go to my Twitter profile, retweet, tag a friend, like, uh, we'll be running a Twitter picker in about five or six minutes. And I'm going to kick this off with an Astro Kid. Uh, I'm going to give away an Astro wow. Kid. So get in there and scoop one of the hottest NFTs out there right now. Teens on Acid Astro Kid. Uh, we'll do a Twitter picker in about five minutes. Um, but with that, like, you know, I agree with everything you guys are saying around adoption. Uh, it's exciting to be you know, early in a space and, you know, no doubt there's going to be more of it, especially when people start interacting in, in, in the real world with, uh, you know, with art that's, that's been digitized and, and put into NFT format. But let's talk about Phantom for a minute. You know, Mikey, what brought you into the Phantom ecosystem? And, you know, follow up question to that. Do you track and trade any other networks beyond Phantom? So this is the uh, the controversial portion of the podcast. <laughs> My start in Phantom, I was working on, uh, with a team. I was uh, communications, so I wrote mediums and things for the team at Hyperjump. Um, and when they moved from BSC to, to Phantom, I came along with them. Uh, now, if you've been around in Phantom since the beginning and you saw Hyperjump, when, when the project launched, the... The farming went live. There was no boundary set. There was a very small supply, and the, the coin went from fifty cents to one hundred and fifty dollars, and then back down to three cents in a matter of a couple of hours. Um, Still have it. Still have it. <laughs> so uh, jump coin. Yep, yeah, jump. Yep. It wasn't jump coin at that point, though. It wasn't jump. Uh, now it is. But uh, but yeah. So so I was part of that. I was a, and and I don't have anything against that team. I don't think they did anything. Uh, malicious in that launch. I think it was just a 
a lack of understanding for the the hunger there was on Phantom for anything new at the time. Uh, you know, I was in that chat. There was there was nothing like we were shocked that the price was going up, that people were buying this token, and and there's nothing you can really do at that point because you, you it, the contract has the emission set to where the emissions are set. You can't change it. And, uh, and people just bought it up and, and then you left a lot of people, you know, losing money because they were, they were buying and they didn't understand. And I think that's, that's a problem we have with a lot of launches still. Uh, but that brought me over to Phantom from, from BSC. I still do a little bit on the Binance chain. Um, of course I do some AVAX, uh, following the potluck protocol, uh, and some other projects that are over there. Uh, of course, I started on Ethereum, so I still have some Ethereum pieces. I buy a few Ethereum pieces every now and then. Uh, little tiny bit of Metis, little bit of AVAX. Um, yeah, just trying to get a foot in every door and see what blows up, right? It's uh, yeah, Everyone's journey is, is really interesting, and this is one of my favorite parts of the spaces, is hearing how people you know, <laughs> took a left, took a right, took a left and ended up in the, the phantom ecosystem. I mean, this is certainly uh, a phantom maxi um, uh, Twitter space, but, I, but I'm also really interested to hear, uh, you know, what other chains people look at, get involved in and, and what's going, you know, what's happening. You know, I think we all, we're all very bullish on phantom in the long term, but does it mean that, you know, we should know and understand, you know, what else, uh, in, in the world is going on out there. In fact, I think it's probably detrimental not to. Um, there's, there's, there's so much happening. And, you know, I think really the next question that comes up for people um, is, you know, where do you find like, your sources for finding new projects? You know, mainly we find that, you know, Twitter and Discord, occasionally people have mentioned a newsletter or, you know, a, a news blog or something that, that they go to regularly. Uh, what about you? Any Twitter accounts that, you know, our followers should immediately follow, listen to, um, or, you know, or blogs or, you know, Discord servers, you know, what would you recommend people uh, load up on, you know, in order to stay in the know? Sure. I think it's, yeah. It's individual taste, right? You follow the artists that you like, and they're going to point you out by retweeting or sharing somebody's somebody's art that, that they really like. Uh, of course, Potluck Protocol is is kind of the big big FTM game right now. They're they're more attached to things than just about anything else. Tomb Heads is going to show you unique pieces at every single auction. And I think one of the missteps I had in my Phantom early days was not giving a whole lot of uh, attention to tomb heads. I didn't go for the longest time. Uh, I, I don't think I understood what the space was. Uh, but but finding the artists you like and then seeing what they like is is probably the best piece of advice that I can give because you can follow all the accounts in the world and they're going to all be pumping their bags <laughs> and it doesn't matter. You know, if you don't like the art you can maybe spend a little bit on it just in case it pops. But for me, I'm making an art collection um, with some other things thrown in, you know, some of the, some of the generative stuff, I don't exactly come in tune with the art, I guess, but I buy it because it, it may jump. Uh, I missed out on puffy penguins or whatever that crap was because I didn't like the art. 
So I learned from my mistake when that went up through the roof. Uh, so, so, you know, if, if something comes through and it has a huge community and people are really seeming to get it and get attuned to it and making it their PFP, then buy a couple and just see what happens. Uh, but as far as any particular people that I follow, I mean, I've got some Ethereum people that, that people in Phantom may never have heard of. Uh, that are doing photography, that are doing uh, drone work, live 45-second video clips from drones, uh, different things that that are going on in that that ecosystem. But really, it's just individuals and and who you come into tune with. Hey, Mikey, yeah, I was going to say, can you post those at some point after this uh, podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, give us a little list of those guys. I Um, I can give you a shot. Well, you don't have to do right. Yeah, you know, just a little tweet. Sure. Um, I was going to ask, do you actively trade your NFTs? Like you mentioned, you know, some of the generatives you're not so hyped up on. Do you do you often buy a couple and try to sell them immediately? Or, or you're not really playing that game so, so much? More of a holder, gallery creator? There's a lot of accumulation for me. I, I mean to be more active, uh, especially when I'm minting. 20 or 30 of a project, the intent is to go in and, and wait till the floor doubles and then sell half. Yeah. So I'm free yeah. riding. Um, yeah. That doesn't always happen for one reason or the other, the, the art doesn't go to a two X or I don't think, I think it's going to keep going up or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. I, I really like the potluck elves that just came out. I think the art on that is probably one of the best that they've done, uh, but the floor is not doing anything. Um, people, yes, I guess people just aren't either they're afraid of the market or, or they don't find those elves to be as, as cool as I do. Uh, but I, I, I'll hold them eventually people, it'll find a market. Um, yeah. so I just, I just tweeted out a, a collage of, of 12 NFTs. I don't have the artists. I'll, I'll add them later. Uh, but some of the things that I found in my collection this morning as I was going through that I really liked. So I tagged both of you guys. So if anybody wants to go to my, my feed and, and take a look at that, uh, you know, we can talk about that if you want to. That'd be cool. What, what I'd also like to know is, you know, describe your style. I mean, I think it's such an individual thing, which, you know, art always is. You know, what type of art are you drawn to um, there's all sorts of different categories within Phantom for sure. You know, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of kind of, you know, I don't know how you would describe it, kind of horror, uh, you know, gore, kind of, uh, you know, monsters and whatnot. Um, but also, you know, at, you know the, the entire range, you know, where do you, wh- where, what are you drawn to? I'm drawn towards real, I, I, I guess if I was to classify it in a couple words, realistic fantasy. Um, I like the realism. I like, Let's, uh, you know, take the Nature's Oracle, Zoe's pieces, for instance. Those, I think, are phenomenal. Uh, the witches are, are terrific. I don't pull to the bit pieces as much. The, the bit art, I grew up in that era. We were all making nasty art all day long. Uh, I'm kind of, I, and I don't enjoy the reminiscence about that. Uh, so, so I really like the, the, the ones that are, are really embracing the new, you know, the, the realism, the still life, the, and, and futuristic science fiction or uh, mythological aspects. 
Uh, I think one of the things that generatives do wrong is too many details. Uh, and, and, and Phantom, I just don't think is ready for a 10,000 piece collection. Um, I, I think that we, you know, we have a very strong community, but it's not a community of 40,000 people that are fighting over a 10,000 piece set. Uh, and, and I don't, I don't want to be down on anybody, but the other day I went, and this is an AVAX uh, project, the cloud, the cloud heads, it's a 10,000 piece. It's one AVAX, which is a, a higher price than most of us have been paying lately. And I bought eight of those and they just, every, every attribute is 20% of the collection, 20% of the collection, unless you got one of those I don't know, 30 or 60 uniques out of that 10,000 piece set, there's not a lot of unique traits in that. And, and I think that's a, a bad move and that's going to hurt them in the long that's run. That's a great point, actually, you know, to, to dig into that a little bit. And, you know, this may come up later, but we could just nail on it now is when, when artists are putting together their, their rarity charts, it's, it's a skill set. Like you really have to put some thought into it so that, you know, there's a, you know, a curve of rarity, you know, it has enough traits and, and all that, because otherwise you run into, you know, exactly the same problem you're describing. It, yeah. It's interesting. It, it, so, so, but then there's the other side of it. And, and again, I, th this is a, a, a set I love. I, I bought a bunch of them and, and got one of the, the uh, create your owns with the obsessions, but there's so much going on in the obsessions that it's hard to, yeah, you can't, it's so unique that you have to go, okay, which one appeals to me when it's got 30 things going on in the same piece. So you try to, when I was trying to build my, my custom, I was like, okay, I want to make sure this is, this is pretty unique. So I go through and start putting the traits in on NFT key to see what's going on there. You can't do any combination of three traits or more and find do find more than two or three pieces that have those three traits in common. So then everything's unique and everything is a one of one and, and where's the value there. So it is a really fine balance. Like you're talking about. Yes. And especially on the larger sets, you know, when you're talking 5,000, 10,000, you know, 3000 rarity rarities, you know, kind of a critical component to the plan. You know, what do you think, Sarge? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the bigger the collection, you can't just have, uh, you know, majority of those being sort of common and, and looking the same or else, you know, the, the floor on those would just drop out. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of rarity comes into play with that. Um, but, you know, on Phantom, again, we don't have the users, you know, we're all pretty much buying and selling NFTs to each other. So, um, you know, until our user base grows, you know, that might now be delayed because of the spare market we're sitting in, you know, figure, hopefully we get some kind of bull run to close out the year and, you know, who knows what next year will be like. And then we got the halving coming up in 2024, but, you know, hopefully in that time span, the next couple of years, we will grow the users here. The chain won't die, et cetera. And we'll have, you know, the opportunity to create 10,000 piece collections that are desirable that are people you know some of the og projects that are creating in today's market and this whole past year will now have the opportunity to do a bigger collection to a bigger audience and um, you know 
scooping up these Genesis pieces at Tomb Heads and the different auction houses, I think is the play right now, you know, because if there's an artist that's still creating, still, uh, you know, producing beautiful art now, and you know that they're going to, you know, stick this out, uh, eventually they'll, they'll do that big generative and you'll have that amazing Genesis piece that you could just, you know, hold forever or the value of that will just skyrocket. So, yeah, I think that, uh, I sorry, we just kind of, we're just waiting it out is what we're doing now. You know, we're, we're collecting, we're, we're scoping, scooping, um, et cetera. And hopefully everything plays out the way we all are praying right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, I want to add one thing to that concept too, but first let me announce the first winner, the Astro Kid winner, uh, it is our friend Crypto Jester. Congratulations, buddy! Uh, I will DM you and uh, send you an Astro Kid after the show. That's a that's a pretty big scoop, which you know kind of um, leads into actually two things. One is uh, you know, Sarge. I think you want to do a giveaway in the same uh, same same manner. Yeah, just whoever is listening, uh, just like and retweet my pin tweet, and I'll give you, uh, what are these? The, the Phantomites. I think these are pretty cool. I want to talk about those a little bit later uh, when we talk about our favorite projects right now. So I'll give away one of those Phantomites. Awesome. You got 10 minutes. Get in there. Go to Sarge's pin tweet, retweet, tag a friend, like it, and you can win a Phantomite. Um but I was just talking about, and you asked your kid, and we were talking about rarity. Uh, I think that there's an interesting thing that I've seen occur recently on that collection specifically, as well as the Uman collection, is that uh, a lot of people are, are tending to hunt out you know, specific traits versus rarity. I think it's genius what he's doing by creating community around you know, the bun club and you know, the ponytails and you know, all of those. And you're seeing sales on the secondary um, you know, that don't match up with rarity. You know, there's a, there's a big ETH collection called uh, Azuki, which is very, very similar where rarity almost doesn't matter. You'll see, you know, 80 ETH pieces go that have, you know, rarity in the 5,000s or 4,000s based on, you know, a specific trait that, or, that people are drawn to. So, you know, for the artists out there, and you know, I'm looking at this myself, like rarity is certainly um, desirable to a, you know, a large segment but you know, once you kind of um, you know, establish yourself, that segment almost tends to shift a bit uh, or can shift a bit to specific traits that they're just drawn to that they like and they love and they want to collect themselves. So I think that's super interesting. Or it's for utility, right? So teams on that. For utility, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that trait hunting is, is to do with the teams that he's making and the, the, the whatever's going to happen with all of that. Uh, and I think that's one of the, one of the keys to any, any project is you can't just drop it and walk away from it. You have to build your community. You have to give people a reason to hold that art, right? Uh, no matter how good or bad it is, if it's a, if it's a, a bit donkey or whatever it, it might be, the art might not be great, but if you build a tremendous community around it, people are going to want to stick around. So if you drop one project, then you go on and do another project and another project and you're not supporting that first project, you're, you're just not going to make it. Whereas you have these projects that tie in and you need to hold this to get that, or you need to burn three of these. And then that suddenly that first collection is deflationary. There's all kinds of ways to play it, to, to make value 
creation out of your project, but you can't just dump it and walk away and expect everything to, to go gangbusters on your next set. Great insight. Uh, you know, really valuable. I, I, I totally agree. But let's talk about, you know, the various indicators that, you know, we look for, you know, both in projects that make you want to invest as well as projects that make you want to steer clear. You know, talk about that for a minute. You know, what do you look for and what do you look out for? So I, I think that what I just spoke to is one of the big things I'm looking for as a community. Uh, does the art appeal to me and does the community, is there a community behind it? Um, yeah, I saw a piece a couple of days ago that I really liked. It was a one of one. The person only has you know, five or six pieces on the market, but then you go into their Twitter feed and they're not supporting their, their art. They're not really pushing it. Uh, they're, they're not, yeah, and they're not campaigning for themselves. Uh, so if they're not going to campaign for themselves, why am I going to campaign for them? Right. Um, do you, and you know, do you have a discord is a, is a tricky question for me because I don't have the time to commit to every single discord I'm invited to. Uh, and what I'd really like to see is, is somebody put together a discord of discords where you just go yes. to one channel and it's got every project you could possibly imagine in there and you mute everything you're not a part of. And, and then you can just, you know, go to one place where everything you need is right there. Uh, I understand everybody needs to have a, a discord. That's kind of the prerequisite these days, but uh, yeah, I, I, I have, I'm probably in 87 discords and I check four. So <laughs> Same. Same, 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 same here. Same. Where do, you know, where do these, you know, items kind of rank on your importance level? How important is it for the team to be, you know, doxxed to some degree? How important is utility? Um, you know, how important is a, you know, a defined roadmap? I, I think, I, I, I don't care if the team's doxxed or not. Um, I want to know the art's original. That's, that's the, the, the biggest key is, you know, does this piece look like something that may have been stolen somewhere, or maybe they got a fiber artist to do it and it looks like something else. So if you, if you have a question, do a reverse image search and see if you find it somewhere else before you buy it. Uh, but as far as a docs team, I don't care. Uh, now I can be found. I, I've put my name out there. People could dox me if they wanted to, but I, there's no point. Uh, I'm a middle, middle-aged dude in mid-America, but uh, you know, the the utility is probably number one. There is does it have a community behind it? Does it have some kind of you know intent going forward to we're going to make this useful for this? Uh, I buy a whole bunch of gamify NFTs, and I don't play the games. I'm just, again, I'm, I'm going to too many hockey rinks with my 14-year-old and, and doing too many other things to get involved. I've got a Pocket Pal, never played Pocket Pals. Uh, I've got all these different NFTs for, for games that, that I've probably never been in. But it's got a utility and other people really enjoy it. So one day I'm going to sell you my Genesis piece and, and you're going to play the game with it, but it's a version to the game. Or you're going to give it to your son. Well, that's too. Right? <laughs> That's sort of what I'm doing, too. I mean, I don't play games at all. You know, I grew up, you know, I'm an 80s kid. Uh, grew up playing video games, early Nintendo, Sega, Genesis, and all that. And uh, now I just don't 
simply just don't have the time to sit in front of a, a computer or, or module playing video games. So, but I still, I'm still collecting the NFTs because, you know, eventually maybe, um, you know, I can pass them on to my nephews, nieces, daughter, etc. So that's sort of my mentality with the gamify stuff as well. I'm with you on that. So um, the, the, the yeah. most prize and, and surprisingly crypto kitties still trade, but the most prized ones are the gen zero virgins. So buy stuff, let it sit in your wallet, never use it, never do anything with it. And then you've got a, a crypto kitty virgin five years from now. <laughs> um, um, imagine. So first off, the, the big alpha here is that old man Mikey is not that old. Or at least maybe I'm maybe maybe, maybe maybe I'm old, so the, so we're not old together. <laughs> uh, we're all the same second, age. We're all the same age. We're right in there. So, but second, you know, imagine if your grandfather slipped you a uh, you know a uh, a bag of you know baseball cards from 1952 or 1940 or something along those lines. That would be a that would exactly. be a pretty nice gift. And and maybe we're in a world where we'll be able to do that to our grandkids, but instead of, you know, these baseball cards are all beat up, it'll be, uh, you know, a perfectly clean, special, rare NFT. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool to think about. Right. And especially if you're buying, you know, phantom NFTs year one, you know, think about 20 years from now, is phantom going to still be around? Hopefully. And now you have the year one NFTs of the greatest chain ever. I mean, yeah. come on, those value there without any other utility at all, just to have those original pieces, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, I was going to just add, you know, uh, utility, you know, what Teens is doing is amazing. T-shirts, he's building a brand, you know, going back to our last podcast with Tinfoil, um, you know, the utility of the NFT, being able to create a brand out of it, I think, is for me so appealing uh, going forward, you know. Like tinfoil, I'll be scoping out projects that are building something that could be a, a brand that you mm-hmm. you know could you know just be way bigger than the, the collection that's present now. So just want to throw that out yep. there. And as a, as a reminder to those listening, we got a nice little group here today. I think this is probably a record number for the live listeners. Uh, Sarge is going to be doing a giveaway in about you know three or four minutes. Just go to his Twitter, retweet, tag a friend, like it. And he's giving away a phantomite. The phantomite. Phantomite. So you got a couple more minutes on that, and then he will draw that. Um, and also, uh, I see our boy Tinfoil on right now. The podcast is now live uh, from last week in uh, iTunes podcast. Go down, uh, download, like, subscribe. Each week on Wednesday, we drop the previous week on iTunes. Uh, and then we have our Twitter spaces live every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Um, that was a lot of fun. You know, Tinfoil is obviously a legend and you know, having him on the show last week was really cool. So uh, go check that out if you haven't already. Um, I have a question. Let's talk favorites. I have a question. What? I'm sorry? A question. Please. Who's Tinfoil? <laughs> free foil. Free foil. Hashtag free foil. That's yeah, uh, you know tinfoil, obviously. Um, but let's talk. Let's talk our favorite projects. Like, who are you just loving right now? Um, you know, let's let's give space for everyone to you know call out a couple of their favorite projects and describe a little bit why. Uh, I mean, not to beat a dead horse, but Teens is doing a, a tremendous job. I can't I can't speak of of anybody else that is 
putting together as community and, and, and building things that, that will continue to lead people to buy his NFTs. Um, there's, there's, there's nothing else going on like that, that I've seen, uh, everything he's doing is bringing value to his holders. And, and as somebody who's gotten into a, a lot of his stuff, I appreciate it for sure. <laughs> Uh, but I also really, to go back to the game, the nature's oracles, uh, I think Zoe's art's tremendous. Uh, and then the, the giveaway of the banners was, was really nice. That was a, a nice value add. Um, and that's because of the uniqueness. I think that if I can stray away for just a, a quick second to go back to an earlier point, these projects that, that have these big collections and they don't mint out, burn those suckers. Don't, don't min them and then give them away because you're just having the value of the, of the pieces that people bought. Uh, but, yep. but when you make something unique like Zoe did and you send it out for free to your holders, that's, that's a value add versus a value subtract. Great ones. Great ones. Uh, what about you, Sarge? Who do you like this week? I mean, you know, I, I'm just going to give a shout out to the Southern Empire just to, to you know, or similar vein as um, as teens, they, this is their full time job. Both those guys, you know, Limit Break and Septa, they this is all they're doing. You know, they're building an empire for sure. Uh, everything they're doing is meticulous in their planning. They're, I don't know if you saw their website; it's incredible. Um, there is absolutely no way this project will fail in any sort of capacity, right? So, you know gobble up as many of their nfts as possible because i just think they're here for the long haul they're not going anywhere they have such huge aspirations for this project that uh, i'm just so tremendously bullish on what those guys do they're they're just doing everything so right so just great leaders to just learn from you know you, I, you know i'll drop in on their uh, on their live drawings I, i've learned so much just watching septa draw uh, just it's helped my drawing out tremendously uh, alone so I uh, just want to give a shout out to those guys um, for just just being total badasses. Couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, great guys, great community members, putting in the work, putting out awesome, awesome art. Um, I'm kind of stacking panties right now to try to scoop as many of those as I possibly can. Uh, you know, when they launch, I think you know that mint. It's on the higher side of uh, phantom price, but I am one to actually believe in that. I'm, I'm a, I'm a believer that you know we need to be very careful here. Uh, you know, if you're an artist out there, it's it's tough to not want to price your stuff, uh, you know, down to levels that everyone can get it, um, and that's and that's great. I totally get that too. But we need to also not undervalue our art and our work, especially with phantom at 35, 36, 37 cents, whatever it is today. Um, it's time to bump up those numbers a little bit and, you know, it's tough times, but you know, th these, these projects take a lot of love, blood, sweat, tears, all of that. And we need to not undervalue our art. So I'm stoked to see them go out. I think they're going out at 150, which is higher yeah. than we've seen re recently, but I'm going to buy a fucking 10 of them uh, uh, or, tw or 20 of them. Like, it doesn't matter. It, you know, I mean, my own personal situation aside, uh, I mean, I'm going to invest in that product because it's awesome. Um, you know, the one that I'll call out, and I may have called this out last week or the week before, they may have got, they may have got a double call out last week. I'm just really, you know, bullish on Repeater. I think Repeater is killing it. The art is insane. He just had a record-setting best sell ever at uh, Tomb Heads on Sunday. 
Um, and I missed out on it because it got a little bit rich for my blood, um, but definitely bullish on Repeater and you know what he's putting together and what he's putting out there. Um, and you know, also just a great community member, you know, OG, been around for a while. And um, if you are listening, uh, you should definitely go check out his work. Um, yeah, good stuff. Great, one, really, really great stuff in coming out of the market right now. One other artist that I'll, I'll mention off, off the cuff here, and, and it, it's only one of ones right now, but watch out for him is OG Bartman. Uh, that dude's literally. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yep, I got two OJ Bartmans, and I got the physicals, the stickers. He has a little signed uh, picture that he sent yeah. skateboarding as well. So, yeah, he is he is he's going to do well and for if sure. I, if I'm not mistaken, he's working with somebody on a generative now, so that should be a, a good piece. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Speaking of the the, the pricing, uh, one thing I want to mention to any artists in the room right now, the, I, I've actually refused a few physicals lately just because the price of phantom is so low um yeah I, I i want you to keep that money and if you're having to cash out use it for yourself uh yeah i'll, I'll get the physical when phantom goes back up to three dollars but i'm not yep. yeah i'm not going to worry about those things right now that's cool now, that's actually uh, kind of a refreshing take you know each week we talk or you know i definitely talk and and Sarge too about how we love physicals, um, but there is no doubt they are expensive to produce and ship, especially across the world. Many times, you know, I'm I'm here in in the U.S. and you know, I've got um, you know Gotham Apes holders that are you know all over Europe and uh, New Zealand and all over. And you know, at the end of the day, I'm actually I'm excited to produce these and and, and send them out. You know, once we sell out here in the next few weeks. Um, but you know, if if you are uh, a starving artist, and you're just and you're just kind of getting by, um, you know, be careful about it because it is expensive. You know, there are benefits, but in today's market, there there are certainly drawbacks as well. Hey, just a quick uh, uh, shout out to Slim Jimmy four twenty. You won Whoa. the Phantomite. Slim Congrats, Jimmy four twenty. Sorry, we'll uh, DM you after the show. And... Enemy in Team <laughs> <laughs> Roll Looks over. like he dropped out of the room here. But. <laughs> <laughs> cool. We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll get that sent over to him, and uh, we'll run another we'll run another giveaway in just a few minutes. I want to kind of get through this section, and then we'll run a you know we'll run a Discord giveaway or something along those lines. Uh, so if you haven't joined uh, the Phantom Punks Discord or the Gotham Apes Discord, you know pop in there right now because we we're gonna do we're gonna do a Discord giveaway in a few. Uh, probably utilize the Discord bot. Um, but let's, uh, let's jump back to Mikey. What's your absolute favorite piece that you own right now? And what do you love that you don't own yet? Uh, the, the most favorite piece that I own right now is a really tricky one. Uh, cause it may be yours. It may be the Joker, uh, with the animations. Uh, I'm really, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm really liking <laughs> for the shout out. pieces right now. Uh, I think that's a, uh, almost an undiscovered country uh, as far as getting into the animation. And I think the loops are going to get longer and it's going to become more seamless and, and people are really going to embrace that. And, and to the point where we have short movies that are NFTs. Um, and I, I think that's a, that's a step in the right direction for us for mass adoption. Um, the piece that I don't have, and I'm going to screw up his name. So I have to look it up. 
that I really want is uh, Ben Strauss. He's an, e he, an Ethereum uh, artist, and he does the time-lapse uh, pieces that, and I'll, I'll tweet it out. Uh, it's about a 10 Ethereum floor. It's a 24-hour time-lapse piece that actually changes with the time zone that the owner lives in. So you can put it up on a Love display it. and it actually goes through the day, the night, and, and it's, it's insane the amount of work that went into this. He's, he's formed a partnership with another guy and created a company called Transient Labs that's going to be doing a lot more of that. Um, and if who I, was that artist for, his, for anyone who wants, his wants to hear it again? Ben Strauss, and uh, it's at Ben Strauss Photo. Yeah, I'm checking yeah. this out now. Amazing. He's out of Boulder, Colorado. I feel like that that potentially came up last on last week's show as well. We were, you know, maybe it wasn't that, but it was certainly like a time uh, coordinated NFT that would change. Um, I've actually got some pretty interesting ideas around. Was that, that. under the uh, during the uh, potluck uh, auction a couple of weeks ago? Maybe one of the artists. I, I think so. I think it was. I don't know if it was him, but there was there was one. It, it, it very likely was. Tinfoil, give us a heart if that was during the uh, the potluck auction. If you're still listening, anyway, that'd be a hard no. <laughs> hard no. Forget it. Delete. <laughs> so, um, you know, as as far as new collectors who are maybe just getting into Phantom, maybe just getting into NFTs. Um, and without saying Tina Lassen, because, you know, we love him, uh, but he certainly gets uh, a, a lot of love here. You know, what are the blue chips, you know, quote, you know, a lot of different definitions for blue chips. Um, but in, in your definition, what are the blue chips they should be looking to have in their portfolios, like without question? So to my definition of blue chip, we've only got one on Phantom and that's Uman. And that's a, that's a blue chip by force of will, I think, of the community. Um, when you look at blue chips on Ethereum, you're talking about Phantoms, you're talking about Bored Apes. These projects have been around for a while, uh, and Phantom's just not old enough for that. I, I could say I've got Phantom Moons that will never be worth anything, and Phantom Rock suddenly had a resurgence and all that early stuff. But people that are new to Phantom don't even know those projects ex existed, let alone have any of them. Um, so what we're looking for is future blue chips, right? They don't have to be blue chips now. So that's, that's, a, that's my follow up question, but yes, let's, let's dive right kind of into that because it's the same topic. So, sure. you know, Uman, Uman now in your opinion yep. and you know, who's next. So, so next is some of these artists that, that are at tomb heads every week. Spearhead is amazing. I love his work. Necro um, is, is terrific. Uh, these guys that are just getting into it and figuring it out. Um, yeah, that, I, I think if there's somebody coming to Phantom and, and saying, where do I go? What do I do? Go to Tomb Heads. You don't have to buy anything there because we're bidding outrageous prices for some of these things. But see who the artists are and go and look at them on PaintSwap or NFT Key or look on the secondary. See if they've got any earlier works that aren't, aren't being bid up that you can snag. Uh, or look at their generatives. Ed Bangers is a great generative project that you can grab pretty cheaply right now, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think what they're doing at Tomb Heads is is, a, is phenomenal. Uh, it's great exposure, especially when they do the new 
new artist series. Uh, I haven't been to Phantom Auction House in a while, uh, but that's actually where I started doing um, auctions. I was invited to do the uh, the the uh, benefit for Ukraine uh, auction, and I loved it. Um, I bought almost everything in that series. I've got all the all the Ukraine pieces out there, um, and that's when I started. But they 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 tend to have a lot of the the artists that haven't quite made the jump to two meds yet. Uh, so that's a good one to check out as well. What do you think, Sarge? Yes. So, you know, what, when I look, uh, I'm trying to decide what's going to be a blue chip. Um, again, I'll go back to that. Um, whoever created in the first year uh, of Phantom. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, there, there are, but, I'm, salty, okay, so so I'm, I'm salty because I bought the wrong punks. <laughs> well, there you go. Those could be worth some. I have some too, obviously. But, um, you know, if you go on Zoo right now and you, and you scan the Zoo marketplace, you're going to find pieces on there that have been sitting there for who knows how long because it's a dead wallet now, someone that, you know, isn't on Phantom anymore or isn't paying attention. And you could find scoops that are, you know, now that Phantom's at 35 cents, I don't know what the price in Zoo would be, but. Uh, definitely not expensive. You know, just recently I scooped three Heyoon Lees that were sitting on Zoo for 50 US dollars, you know. And for me, she, with a generative coming out on Ethereum soon, uh, she's going to have just bigger exposure. Um, so Heyoon Lee for me is definitely blue chip potential going forward. I think she just has uh, such amazing art, A, and then, you know, she's got the community being built. Uh, already she's the pod town uh, head uh, lead artist so she's you know she just has that machismo i think for for mm-hmm. future success you know so i'm always looking to scoop up hey and lee pieces um whatever collect- she has got a bunch of different collections such a wide range of, of skills so yep uh, just want to give her a shout out for sure i i think last week uh last week we talked about when and and uh a a Sarge goes immediately on Open OpenSea scoops the number one Uman. We mentioned uh, you know a scoop avail- <laughs> available on PaintSwap for one of her pieces. It was gone minutes later, uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, we we're definitely dropping some alpha. People are moving and shaking on it. That's yeah, uh, and then and then that's good sure stuff. enough, a day later, uh, she announces that she's going to do that Ethereum uh, yep. collection. So that was With just great on. timing right there. Amazing timing. Pat so, myself on the back for that, but. So yeah, so I was just go go out there in Zoo and 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 poke around on Zoo right now, and I bet there's some pieces that are very affordable that you could scoop. Awesome! I just dropped a giveaway in my Discord channel in the giveaway channel. Uh, I will note that I have the reserve. I reserve the right to cancel this if it looks like some random bot uh, uh, wins it. Um, but get in there, uh, you know, drop a reaction in the giveaway channel. I'm going to give away a little Dino, little Dino gang. Um, you know, great artist, great community member, and, uh, you know, love his pieces. So jump on in Discord and win that. You know, Sarge, if you feel like dropping one also, we've got about 10 minutes left in the show. Uh, we tend to go over a few, but, uh, but I just yeah, I'll, for, I'll for just drop this. I'll do a, a, a Selic. We'll do a Phantom Wheel. Whoa. Uh, that's, uh, they've been flying, if you haven't been noticing, on the, uh, the different bots. There's one in my Discord where it shows you the NFT key sales and paint swap key. Phantom wheels have been flying off the shelf today. Someone's just been scooping all of them. So I'll give one of those away right now. Jump on over. 10 minutes to win. 
actually eight minutes now in mind. So, um, you know, kind of moving along here. Um, what new projects, I mean, we kind of talked about this a bit and it's a little bit redundant, but, um, you know, we talked about the new projects and, and what they're doing right. Um, you know, how close attention do you pay to the various floors? You know, which projects have you seen the floors really moving this week? Uh, you know, Sarge talked about, uh, you know, Salix wheels moving, um, you know, who's moving this week and why do you think they are? I'll let you guys answer that because I pay no attention to floors whatsoever. <laughs> I, I, I rarely, the only time I look is when I, I need to create some liquidity. Uh, my personal strategy is to keep my fannies that, that I don't want to sell or I don't want to give away for, for buying something else uh, in a separate wallet. So I have my liquidity wallet, which is what I play with on NFTs and things. And when that's starting to run dry, that's when I go and look at selling. Um, as far as anything that, that people need to go and grab, the first thing that comes to mind with those would be the, the, the um, potluck platinum passes uh, because there's real utility there. You're getting whitelisted for just about every project out there. Uh, they're helping so many people launch right now and getting on the whitelist and getting in early is about the only way you're getting some of these projects from some of these great artists. Yeah, I guess I'll just, you know, there's going to be some free mints coming up for the community. Uh, the art is just incredible. I can't say who from, but uh, I have tweeted out a bunch uh, about those different uh, um, mints that are coming up. So if you own, uh, there's a whole list of different projects, but if you own one of one of those projects, you'll be whitelisted. So you'll definitely have a chance to get that free mint. And, and I think both of those free mints are going to be uh, one per wallet. So basically uh, you'll have one shot at getting one. Um, so yeah, just check out my Twitter for that. I, I, you know, I could read off the list to you, but you're better off just going and checking it out on my Twitter. Do you have an ultimate pass, Sarge? I do. I have, do you have the ultimate pass for sure? That's a, that's a valuable piece right there. Uh, you can't get them. There's very few of them. And I think that they've been trading for 4,000 Phantom recently. Yeah, I mean, you're airdropped a, uh, a piece of every collection, you know, right into your wallet. You don't have to do anything. So definitely worth it. Doesn't take long to get paid back on that one. That's for sure. Uh, watch out floors for that. It's going to probably go even crazier. So why don't we do this? Uh, you know, Sarge had a great idea when, we, when he, we connected offline. Why don't we open it up? If any of the listeners have a question, they'll kind of randomly pick you. If you have a question for Mikey, you have a question for us, you have, you know, just a comment. You want to shoot the shit for a minute. Uh, we've got about, you know, five, 10 minutes left or whatever, you know, throw up your hand and, uh, and jump on stage with us. How about that? I saw earlier people were requesting, but I don't know if they're still in the room here. Um, was it Shad? Uh, what was Shadow Anon? Did you have a question earlier? Well, while you're looking for somebody to pull up, no. um, Sarge, I think you said something about Phantomites earlier. Can you circle back to that? Yeah, so uh, let me bring up their website. If you go there, they have a, basically a war that they put out. Um, they're going to be releasing basically a, a story in, in sections. And you'll be able to vote on the sort of progress of the story. So 
each phantomite that you hold is going to give you some sort of voting power for holding them. And so the first syndicate will give you one voting point. The zenith will give you one. And the higher order will give you five voting points. Um, and you're That's sort of, yeah, you're part of the project. You're going to control what happens in the story and the development that happens in the project, such as airdrops and, you know, just other aspects of the project itself. So it's very community oriented project. They've been around, you know, forever with the, uh, the Gantam stones, you know, they're the ones that did that way back in the day, which is one of the first mints that we had on Phantom. So, you know, to see them bringing those back, the Gantam stones, that you're going to need those at some point in the story as well. It's just they're creating a, a pretty cool little universe that I definitely want to be a part of. And so, I, you know, I, on Mint Day, I minted a bunch of them and I'm just going to definitely follow up with this. I think it's going to be a pretty cool project to be involved with. Uh, it's going to be high up on my list of projects to be more, you know, sort of in tune with and more active because I'm certainly been slacking these days. But uh, this one is definitely definitely drawn me in so so the reason I, cool. I asked about them is because i minted a whole bunch of them and i open them up mm -hmm. and i look at these traits and i can't pronounce them let alone know what they are so <laughs> so can you speak to that right i cannot okay. you know again if someone out there in there is part of the project that'd be awesome to hear more about it but uh you know i'm sure it has something to do with the universe they've created and um yeah, I don't know. I haven't delved too deep into it just yet, but. Um, so, yeah, we got Shadow on. You know, Shadow, you're on mute right now. Um, you have a question, you know, jump on in. Say what's up. Yo, what is up, guys? What's up? Thanks for joining. I, uh, I'm always trying to sneak into these calls, like, when I'm at work. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was just curious, um you know, maybe, maybe this isn't the right uh, time or medium for this, but I was just curious, like what, what are some of your thoughts uh, from the business aspect of, of NFTs, right? Because um, you have the consumer and, you know, they're looking for good art and stuff. Um, you know, I know I'm one of those people, but I'm just curious from like the business side of things, you know, I see, I see a lot of projects being shilled and stuff and, you know, it makes me wonder, you know, is it is it more to help projects like, you know, kind of bootstrap liquidity, um, for lack of a better word? Uh, or, you know, is this like, you know, a strategy for, you know, networking, building partnerships? And, you know, just can you touch on that a little bit? Just like what your thoughts are and, in, in, you know, the space as far as the, the projects are concerned? Hey, um, Mofa, you're probably better to answer this because, yep. you know, my whole background with Phantom, I was very early adopter, uh, you know, buyer of the coin, and I never launched my NFT project to make money, so to speak, as a business. So for me, it was all about a fun project that turned into something bigger. And now my main and ultimate goal is just to help other projects on Phantom be successful uh, in any way I can. So, yep. uh, you know, I don't, I'm not a paid shill or anything like that. I just, I just want to see the ecosystem grow. I want all the projects, all the artists to just be successful ultimately. So I'm really yep. not the best when it comes to the business side of, of this. Well, so, you know, I'm happy to answer that question. I got a lot of thoughts and, you know, I shill a lot of things on a daily basis, uh, you know, on this show, on my Twitter 
And I'm mainly, I'm, I'm not shilling for any profitability. I'm shilling because I really like the people. I've met many of them in person. I've, you know, had meals with them. I've, you know, hung out with them. We spent a lot of time online together. I just invited uh, King, uh, my boy King Efron up as possible. We'll let him talk in a second. Um, but, you know, on that side of things, you know, my, my shilling activity is just pure love for the community, the art and all of that all of that stuff, you know, as it relates to, uh, you know, um, you know, looking at this thing like a business, let's be real. I mean, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, for artists to actually make money putting together digital art was next to impossible. Um, I mean, you could maybe do an apparel line, you, you had a few options or do, you know,